0: Quarantine, you know the vibes. Zoom, yeah. What's up? This is Tyler Yahweh, and this is Quarantine Questions with Rap TV.
1: Yeah, you can quarantine the body, but you can't quarantine my soul yo what's good y'all? we got tyler yahweh in the building virtually of course man this is gonna be a fun interview look because i actually know tyler yahweh i met him at south by southwest a few years ago i was in the green room shooting some interviews with um these other artists and then he went on stage and i just heard something and i was like who is that i literally stopped what i was doing just to check it out so um you guys probably know him from a few songs his biggest songs are uh, high right now, Gemini, She Bad, which all have millions of views out. And um, yeah, man, I'd like to welcome you to Quarantine Questions Rap TV, bro. I'm your host, Proto Goat. What's going on, man?
0: Man, I'm enjoying life. You know, the world's slowly opening back up right now. I mean, uh, it's a blessing to be alive. And I'm just enjoying these moments, man. That's all I can do.
1: Yeah, man, for sure. And, and shit, I remember... Like you you definitely came a long way. I remember when I first followed you, you had twenty six thousand followers and now you're sitting on like almost half a million already, man. That's crazy. The grind never stopped and we still grind and we're still not where
0: we want to be. And I just man, I'm I don't even look at the numbers. I look at what I'm doing to the world and what I'm doing to the people. You know, that's the best thing.
1: For sure. And and um, the first song I remember was uh, the She Bad one that you performed. And you didn't even have it out yet at the time. You just had a little snippet of a little studio on your IG. So shout out to Business Boy. That was a crazy song. Shout out to Biz, man. That that song, like,
0: it helped me out so much. He even got me my deal with Epic Records. It's like, we we grinded so hard. We were independent when we had that out, too and did that all the video and everything with my own money. And we just consistently just kept going, never stopped. And then post invited me on his world tour. And from
1: there it was just over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. And and also speaking of post Malone, congratulations on Tommy Lee. You recently dropped the videos almost at like 10 million views already, bro.
0: Yeah, man, a million a day. We keep, we keep going up. <laughs> so it, it's, it's like crazy to watch because we like, we wanted we always dreamed for this. I say it with my team, it's always we, it's just not me. It's mm-hmm. with all of us because we all we worked on this like whole like Tyler Yahweh like business, like just for so long and dedication being in the studio, people that like going to radio stations and they're still not playing our music, but we go in there just mm-hmm. to show face. So it just the grind
1: just so dope. It's dope, man. Facts, man. And then just as far as the music goes, like the concept behind it, where did you guys even shoot that? Like, what was the idea behind it?
0: Um, Well, it, we were like quarantining in Utah and pretty much we were just like, yo, let's enjoy life. Like we already was on break. We just got off tour. So we brought out the doom buggies, brought out the ATVs, went shooting and just doing family stuff because we're one we one big family. So we're always together and always working together. And he's finishing up his album, and I'm
1: finishing up my album. So we're like, yo, let's get this the single out. Let's get this single out and ready, you know? Dope, man. And then that that video, like, I saw a little snippet that you posted too on your Instagram. Was that you showing him the song for the first time, or what, what was that? Uh, well, I recorded the song in L. A. And then we were on like we had a bunch of songs already
0: that we worked on, and mm-hmm. that that was one song he really wanted to hop on, so. Uh, we were in DC and I made, because we have studio equipment everywhere we go, like in our, and when we're on tour and stuff. We have a studio bus and we have studios in the actual, like our uh, arena in the backstage. Like, so anytime we want to feel inspired, just go back out there. And it was late, one late night, and I called him. I'm like, you want to get in the studio? Brought the studio to his hotel room. Mm-hmm. And that was the song he picked and he loved the most, too. And we just, we just hopped right on it and just killed it.
1: Dope man, Dope. You know. like
0: a family. <laughs>
1: yeah. He was he was getting into it and everything. You guys have like the behind the scenes footage on that, right? Yeah, we had the behind
0: the scenes footage. I think we're gonna drop a vlog soon of like
1: how it was created,
0: the whole song. But we just yeah. we just always we always in the studio vibing and just
1: freestyling. And he produced beats for me sometimes, and just always just okay. chemistry is just there. Dope, man, dope. And you know, since since it is quarantine questions, um, you know I gotta ask you, like, what have you been doing during the whole lockdown situation? Oh man, I've been in the studio. Like, I got the mic right here.
0: I got I I see you.
1: You ready to drop a verse?
0: Yeah, man. Drop a verse to rap right now. Now, um, I've just been working on my album, to be honest. We've been getting everything ready for these next new drops, and we've got a lot of dope singles, a lot of dope features on this project so that's been my main focus is always
1: working and always getting new content together for the world bet man and um did anything get slowed down for you like as far as doing shows and touring or anything like that it slowed down for a lot of
0: people but you know i needed to slow down we were we were on the road for damn near two two years and just yeah (laughs) it was just non-stop every day i only see i had like two houses since i've even been on tour and barely lived in it. It's my first time living in this house. Finally get to decorate it and stuff. So it's
1: just,
0: it's, it's actually a blessing to just sit down and reflect on on everything that you accomplish.
1: Facts, man. Facts. And speaking on reflecting, like, let's take it back one time for your fans out there. You were raised in Altamontes Springs, Florida, right? Altamont Springs, Florida. Altamont. Altamont Springs, Florida. That That's near Orlando? Yeah, it's in Orlando. It's like, you know, little
0: small town. It's a small town in Orlando and probably like five ten 10 minutes away type stuff. So everything is close. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm born in Altamont Springs, raised in the hood, came out the mud, and now I'm here, you know. I moved. I've been on my own since I was 15 years old. So, like, I always yeah. constantly had a hustle and the grind behind everything, getting it on my own. And when I was... I say 18. I moved to LA. I came to oh. LA. Probably, I drove 36 hours out here That's and crazy. I slept on Venice, Melrose, Fairfax uh, studios, crazy. homie's cars, grinding my way to get my own spot, and mm-hmm. it just it was just constantly just dreams and accomplishments.
1: That's wild, bro. So, did you get kicked out the house at 14? Yeah, I got kicked out like at 14. That's crazy. Like, what was your next move? Like,
0: what did you do after that? Well, I, I, when I got kicked out, I just got my own spot because I was doing, I was, I was selling drugs. I'm not going to like cap on that. Like I was doing a mm-hmm. lot of things that I regret now. I don't need to do that no more, you know? Mm-hmm. So I always try to like tell people, yo, just grind that, you don't, you don't need that life anymore. Make, make something right. new of it, like, make, get another right. goal, make some other goals that you could accomplish. So like yeah, I I had to do it. I had to do what I had to do to survive, though. So, right when I yeah. I got out, got kicked out, I got a crib the next day. I was there. I was still going to school. I was on probation, okay. and I had to go to school
1: because I was on probation. So, like, okay, I had to make a way. Facts. And then, at what point did you start actually making music?
0: Uh, I was making music. I started making music at like thirteen. I was in this like. Boy, like it's like an alternative boy group, and we rap, we sing, and we danced, and we just mm. just like we were just different, and we were like buzzing in Orlando and like all the high schools and the colleges, doing college mm. shows and different shows all up and through Florida. Then I parted my ways, and I linked up with uh, the owners of Rolling Loud, uh, Tarek and Matt Zinger and mm-hmm. it was just from there they put me on so many different shows opening up for all these different artists in in florida from the underground to like mainstream and that's like mm-hmm. gave me a buzz for like soundcloud and then i i was cool with x and ski and they used to repost my music a lot so oh, it, just, it was just like constant grind constant grind and then i just moved to la i, I even i even Lived at Birdman's house for a while. We were working, me and Cassie <laughs> For real? I was supposed to, was supposed to shout sign out, shout out to Cassie. Yeah, shout out my bro Cassie. He brought me around Birdman. We were in the Hit Factory like every single night. We were at the crib shooting videos. And it was just, it wasn't the, was the move for me. I, I didn't feel comfortable because it was yeah, just too yeah. And then moved to L.A.
1: right after. Right. So, so you're talking about Swamp Posse, right? Yeah, I was
0: in Swamp Posse.
1: Okay, facts, and then and then you said it was a little alternative, right? So how did how did you feel like your style developed from being in that group and like when you met Key, Sky, and Danny Towers? Um,
0: I brought something different to the table because I was a singer and I was just I could sing and I could rap, mm-hmm. and that right there was just like it just made the group a like a super group and. We just had something going on. Like we had that whole wave of just mosh pitting, crowd surfing, Mm -hmm. and turning up, being rock stars, being ourselves and coming with something new and like Mm -hmm. Tark and Matt,
1: they seen something in that, you know? Facts. And do you do you remember the first time you met X? What was that like? First time I met X, we actually the first time I met
0: X, we did this show with Twenty One Savage. It was on Halloween (laughs) in Miami. And then I met, then we just kept seeing each other. He was always in Orlando at our studios and doing little small shows, opening Mm -hmm. up for everybody. So that was crazy. Then I was on a revenge tour for a little bit and I got to witness every crazy situation that happened. I was there for all (laughs) the groundbreaking moments. So it was just
1: dope.
0: It It was dope. Did anything
1: about him stand out to you when you first met him? Like anything stand out? Man, we all, like, everything stands out about him. We all, like,
0: we are all, like, the same. Like, we were all black sheep, you know? Like, nobody really mm-hmm. fucked with us. Nobody really, like, understood the whole turn up in the rage.
1: We had to force our mm-hmm. way into the game, you know? Facts. And then speaking of opening up for damn near everybody, you opened up for Post Malone, too, when he went to Florida. Was that the first time you met him Andre? Dre? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah,
0: it was, like, 2014, 15, I think.
1: It okay in 2015 right when white Iverson popped off okay facts and then is that when you also linked up to uh, linked up with FK first for 444 a.m that same night i linked up
0: with fki first and he got i had a studio crib and he needed a studio that we could smoke smoked in. i wasn't even supposed to smoke in the studio and i ended up doing it anyways we didn't care and then we got we were in the studio to like like nine in the morning, had a show the next day in Tampa. Bootleg Kev actually booked us for it. Oh, like, he booked me for it. And it was Post Malone's show again. And I did that show the next day in Tampa. at the, It was the Orpheon, it's called. And mm-hmm. from there, it was just history. Like, it's crazy because I, that same, like after I went through all that with meeting Birdman, going on tour with Kasky, mm-hmm. all around, we did like a Midwest, like East Coast tour. I came back down. I was like, "Yo, I need to move to LA." I moved to LA right after that, and then probably okay. like two years later, two three years later, I link up with I link up with Dre again, and it just like okay. meant to happen. I guess it's it's just weird yeah. how all of,
1: how all of it comes back around. Yeah, and then I know you had a little situation with Spiff too, and I was wondering, I was wondering this: uh, what was the video that y'all shot that never came out?
0: Oh man, how do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you said no, bro. You know, yo, shout out to him. I don't really talk about that situation, but um, oh, okay. yeah, it was a it was a shitty situation. That's when I was young and dumb, trying to get out the fucking game. Signed a three sixty deal, didn't know what, uh, didn't even know what that was. Now I'm so smart and up to par with the the music business. It's like. That was just a mistake that happened. I would never do again, you feel?
1: Yeah. And then honestly, honestly, bro, you put in a lot of groundwork, like just by yourself, you know, picking yourself up by the bootstraps. And I'm just curious to know, how the hell did you like get, you know, how the hell did you link up with French Montana, ASAP Rocky to create music? Like, how did that happen? Well, to be honest, Spiff, like Spiff just hit me up. He was like, yo, I'm in the studio. I just pulled up to the studio
0: and he left. He left the studio, and I just still in the studio. Danny Boy Styles is in there. Uh, a one is in there. Uh, a lot of motherfuckers. Chris Brown. Everybody's in and out the studio, and then like they're like they're playing beats. Nobody's like rapping to because They kept playing beats. Nobody's doing nothing. I'm just freestyling. I just start freestyling, and Danny Boy mm-hmm. Style. i was singing to be honest, and Danny Boy Styles is like, "Yo, go do that right now." Then French. I, I did the hook like right away, like. Probably three, four takes did the hook, and out of nowhere, like French was like, "Yo, I'm hopping on this." Hopped in, and then ASAT walked in. I'm hopping on this, it, and I guess it was like, around the time they were supposed to drop a joint project. They're supposed to do like yeah. a joint project, and I guess it never came out. But it's yeah. just insane. It was just it was uh, just like yeah. a, that was the day. Like I was like, "Yo, this is the time. Like this is my time yeah. to like." Really take advantage of this, like this this window I'm in, and I just
1: always spread positive energy anywhere I went, and just held, held that energy. You feel? Thanks, man. And then also throughout your musical career, like I, you know, you obviously went through a whole lot of trials and tribulations. Like you said, sleeping in cars, you know, being homeless. This that, and the third. Um, looking back, I want to know if anything ever happened that that seriously almost made you want to quit at one point, and then how you got through that. It is insane because I still never felt like I want to quit. Like,
0: really? It's like I felt like this is all I have, you know. So it's like, why right. am I gonna give up something that is all I have and I've accumulated money from? It's my job. It's like, yo, this stepping stool is like any other business in this world mm-hmm. that, that came up from literally nothing, you know. Like, mm-hmm. Bill Gates started out of his out of his garage, you know. Like, so many that's, people that's- started out of their garages and made it happen, you know that's what yeah, I started. so you just never had a plan b, basically never had a plan b man I always stuck with stuck with the plan,
1: but man, and then like you said, you moved to l a and you started networking and meeting people, and this is something that I always wanted to know too. how did you help d j foo find Lil Zan?
0: oh man I was uh with d j foo uh we were ch- that's my dog d j foo's my dog because my homie uh Eli gold he he helped me out a lot out here too like he helped me through the whole struggle to keep me up make sure like I get some type of money in my pocket he showed me the the ropes and I made sure he was good after like all this stuff happened I made sure I still brought him in with me and DJ Fu was putting me in all these different studios and I already you know I already had like a, a, a like a little SoundCloud following and like Mm-hmm. Ele- like elevator mag, we had this little underground thing and that shit was just coming out here to LA, like the whole underground wave, everybody in Florida mm-hmm. was moving to LA for somehow. And it was just like, we walked to I linked up with Steve Cannon and Little Xan uh, at Ken Folks crib when we used to record in the, um, in the garage over here in the Valley. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, like DJ Fu was like, yo, this is a star this is a star yeah. right here. Yeah, he just got his new fresh t- face tats and everything. And then, from there, we just kept, he just kept working with him, you know? I was, like, it's I, just crazy. I was talking to Zan not too long ago. He was like, bro, I still thank you every single day for like, <laughs> like, you don't even understand how much you changed my life, you know?
1: Yeah, man. And it's just like you said, putting out good energy being a good person, right? Yeah, man, just putting out good energy and I never look for something back. I never like, if
0: I connect somebody, I connect them. Go ahead. That's that's what it's meant to be. You know, that's what is mm-hmm. meant to happen. I never look for, oh, I put this I put this person in this position, I put this person in that position. Mm-hmm. No, like that's what life is. We're
1: like we're we're supposed to connect dots no matter what, you know? Nice. and keep going on to the next level. So Yeah, man. And and honestly, even before uh Dre London, there was Tez, right? How did he find you? No, oh well. Tess work. we all um on the same team. Tess and yeah. Bobby and Dre, okay. they
0: all we're all on the same team together. And they all do the same thing with me, post, they work with all our producers, they manage everybody that's on the whole the whole team. And I was I just did the Rolling Loud in Oakland. And okay. it was the roll, the first Rolling Loud in Oakland. And out of nowhere like I was just he seen me rocking the crowd. I was like the first one to perform, but I was still crowd surfing. I was throwing yeah. weed. I was just doing. Like, I was just doing a lot of cool, like. I was just performing. And he seen that energy, and like mm-hmm. that same day, I was like, Yo, I have no management. People kept saying like, Are you signed? Who you signed yeah, to? Yeah, like, yeah, I you yeah. this and that. I'm like, Yo, I have no management. I'm not signed to nobody. I'm doing this all myself. This is all off my muscle and off my energy. Mm-hmm. And he seen that, and then he called me, like, he hit me up. He was like, yo, this is the situation, and we linked up. Mm-hmm. And from the first day, he just been in the studio with me every single day, just grinding, grinding with me night and day, night and day, night and day. We had people shit on us, tell us no, and everything. Yeah, yeah. So that's, like, that's my family. That's my dog for life, and he's always here riding and making sure
1: shit gets done the right way, you know? facts man and then Dre London too like when they all came like you said they're a team when they all came to you they gave you like this six month plan for artist development right what was that first six months like what did they do exactly oh man it was just introduction it's just like yo shaking
0: hands and kissing babies literally it's (laughs) literally what it was Is just like yo this is who our new artists this is this this is that. like just being in the right places at the right time like going mm-hmm. to studio sessions that like were private but they invited me and i'd go by myself and just like stay in the corner and they noticed mm-hmm. that's like i'm not that type of person to just ruin yeah. a situation and just step on people's toes so yeah like, it was a whole just eye-opening and just learning and processing and just teaching me things that i needed to know about the music industry
1: Facts, man, facts, and then you also have a really dope friendship with Post Malone, man. Like, what's the funnest thing about being on tour with him? Oh uh, the funnest thing about being on tour is beer pong,
0: <laughs> drink, listening to music, laughing, and being ourselves, man. Because, bro, is it right if I change over here? I'm trying to light. Yeah, yeah, six. you good, you good, you good. I got no lighter. Nah, that's like my homie, man. That's my brother. We're the same age. We have so many memories together already. And I remember the first day he like really like, like accepted me around and stuff, like cause he's like he's he's a he doesn't even have that many people around him because he has like anxiety and stuff. And mm-hmm. he's just a he's just a good person too. He's genuine. So like it's just crazy. He just came up to me. He's like, yo, Tyler, I fuck with you, bro. Like like, I really fuck with you, and, like, I I can't wait to keep it, like, keep it going. And then from there, we just worked a lot. I was around a lot. Like, and he let me, like, started paying me, like, the first big checks, like, I ever got mm-hmm. for shows, ever. When I seen 10 racks, my first 10 racks from a show from him, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. That was the first show? <laughs> yeah, like, 10 racks from my first show with him, and shit. I'm like, yo, that shit's insane. Like, and... Uh, he changed my life, man. He changed my life. For like nice, and for the better. That's my dog, man. So I always ride for him, always there for him. And
1: he he teaches me so much. Just to be humble and just patiently wait. So yeah, so yeah, like you said, uh funnest part about tour is is just listening to music, hanging out, beer pong and everything. And um And seeing the reactions from the fans, man. Like grinding
0: so long and then like we're in arenas like sold out arenas and like i'm the first one to go on and it's packed Mm -hmm. up and everybody's singing my music and
1: it's just like crazy it's it's insane it's insane yeah describe actually describe that feeling bro the first time you had a big show and everybody sang all of your lyrics what did that feel like to you oh man i remember the first time it
0: really hit me was uh we did Reading and leeds festival in UK mm-hmm. and I, I thought I thought it was gonna be nobody at the tent like nobody's gonna know me this is like my first big festival not my first big festival in UK but it's Reading and Leeds festival like it's a, mm-hmm. a very historical festival so I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't like know what this is gonna be be the turnout of and I, I went we got on like right before I got on stage we, like my manager's like yo that tent is packed out from from the like top to all all the way out the tent like people are sitting out the tent and they're like chanting my name and stuff like they're waiting for me i'm like yo this is crazy i'm like and i'm like the the third person to go on the fourth person to go on and it's packed like this yeah singing word to word from every single song to the point they're asking for songs like like we had to give them one more song you know? Like pain, pain and, and drug. drugs? <laughs> no, drugs and pain. Um we had to them drugs and pain and Gemini. Like it was just like yeah. so many songs they're just asking for. Like, yo, why you didn't perform this song? Why you didn't perform that
1: song? So that was that's, just like, that was an experience itself, you know. That's dope, man. And then like I said, with your friendship with Pose too, like he puts you on a new music, right? What are some songs and artists he put you on to?
0: Um to be honest, he listens to, like, he finds music at the same time as me, like, yeah. Yeah, he listens, he listens to NLE Choppa. he listens to uh, everything, bro, like, I actually, I, like, I, I knew Clever already, right, uh-huh. and he, like, yo, you like, he started, it was thick by my side, he just constantly was yeah, playing yeah. it, and I was like, yo, I know, that's my dog, Clever, and I linked him up, like, I, I like, FaceTimed to right away, and then, Clever came out to the next show. Like He was at the next two shows and from now. And now he's part of the team, the whole team. So it's like cool as fuck. Oh, that's
1: what's up. So Clever's a part of y'all's team.
0: Yeah, he's part of the whole team, man.
1: That's dope, man. That's dope. And then um, I know you've been doing a shit ton of interviews, you know, throughout your career and stuff. And people always like to say that you look like Wiz Khalifa. But um, the first time you actually met him was at the Taste music video shoot. And then eventually he gets on the remix to High Right Now. How did that from meeting him and then getting him on the song? How did that whole, whole thing happen?
0: Yeah, I think it was just manifestation, man. Just pure manifestation, <laughs> cause that's like, uh, like I was, we were on Instagram Live last night and stuff. He was previewing a new song we got, and it hit me again last time. Like, yo, this is the guy that like made me start making music when I first seen him on on World Star. I was like, yo, I'm about yeah. to start rapping now. Like, this is my thing. Like, I'm I'm doing this. This is my my goal, and now we got music. To- together and it's like, yo, this is, uh, this is, it's still unbelievable to this day to me, bro. I don't I don't know, it's, I still don't believe it. And the fact that yeah. we, we just talked, like, when I first met, like, we got, like, first, first, like, started hanging out and stuff, he was like, yo, everybody was telling me, always like, yo, your little brother's killing it, your little brother's killing it. He's like, <laughs> what the fuck? So, it just, it's just meant to be, I guess, man. I've been called him, I've been called Wiz Khalifa my whole life. Them there half, yeah. of my life. half of my life. like right when he came out, he looked like Wiz.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And then um, it's it's and it you just embraced it, right? Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> it is what it is. I embrace it. I embrace it. I'm like, yeah, that's a compliment,
0: man. That's a rich. He's rich as fuck, and I want to be rich just like him. And now look at look where we
1: at, you know. Facts, facts. And I feel like you guys have a lot of the same energy too, same vibe. Like always happy, always positive. You know. I feel like we're probably the same. Like same
0: literally the same <laughs> for sure literally the same and like i said shout out the wiz for even giving me the opportunity to like be on his, be
1: part of his platform you know no doubt and then and then there's something funny too i wanted to talk to you about so i remember when you came up with like you were just you know thinking of different album titles and one of the titles you came up with was i hate being polar it's awesome and then kanye had the exact same one on his art cover how crazy was that <laughs>
0: that's so yo isn't that crazy right yeah it was crazy because like i I remember calling my manager was like "Yo, i want to make the that was supposed to be heart full of rage literally that was supposed to be heart full of rage and we were working on that and like i remember the morning i looked at my phone kanye dropped an album and is that i'm like yo this is insane this is insane so
1: i feel like we're on the same path we're both Gemini's for sure no doubt, no doubt, man. And then speaking of your albums and speaking of your projects, I, I'm sure everybody's blowing you up about this and your fans want to know, like when's Rager Boy coming out? Uh, Rager Boy, it's finished.
0: We're just like okay. doing some twe- Like we're mixing it and like we're getting all the videos done for that we want to we shoot. And it's sounding very crazy. So I'm thinking like, I don't know, maybe in like two, three months, two more months from now. Why like it'll be dope, ready dope. and developed into a monster, you know?
1: Dope. How many songs are on it? <laughs> you can't tell me anything about it. Can you give me one thing?
0: Um, We got a lot of dope features on there, though. We got the okay. baby. We got Rich the Kid. We got G Easy. We got Travis Barker.
1: Got a lot of people. Etc. Bad, bad, no doubt, man. And then, is there anything else we should be on the lookout for coming up that you got?
0: Um, new music. We're about to drop new again, music. right away. We're not. Facts, we're not letting. Off, we're not. We're not letting off on these drops, man. Like we're about to be on people's necks for
1: the the rest of the year. Facts, man. Facts. Is there anything else you want to tell your fans out there? Man, Black Lives Matter. Keep living.
0: Stay positive and be yourself whenever you want to, man. Don't let no one discourage you and stay happy, man. That's all we got. We got each other in the world to, to keep developing and we got kids to actually like be uh, like, we got to show our kids that they can be whatever the fuck they want to be whenever they want to be, you know? Facts, so, quit racism
1: and just love each other, man. That's it. Facts, man, no doubt. Bet, so once again, I'm pro to GOAT with Rap TV, and this is Quarantine Questions. Make sure y'all hit that subscribe button and notification bell to stay up to date. We're dropping interviews all the time. Make sure y'all go get that Rap TV merch at rapart.com, and join our community need by texting... I, I, I got need you, I need I to. got you. Yes, sir. And join our community by texting 908 67 and as always, don't forget to smash that like button, and one last time, let's give it up for Tyler Yahweh, y'all. You can quarantine the body. But you can't quarantine my
0: soul.